Hello and welcome back to another episode of Rest Period. I'm Chris. And I'm Shane. Wait, I'm Mauricio. Where is Shane? Wait, Shane isn't here. Where is he? I don't know. Dang it, Shane. Not again. We were supposed to record today. We were. Didn't you get the memo? Man. Well, if Shane keeps this up, we're going to be lonely. It won't be much of a rest period, will it? No, it'll be more like a stress period. Seriously. God damn it. See what I did there? <laughs> I did. Great. Uh, yeah, well, in answer to the question of where is Shane, because our listeners are probably like, okay, can you stop, 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 and just please explain where is Shane? Ooh, alliteration. How fancy. Anyway, um, in answer to the question that our listeners are clearly asking, he is taking care of family business. And so we are recording this as a just in case we aren't able to do a group one together. And you know what? That's okay. Because we can still have lots of fun and provide great content to our listeners. Exactly. Because the topic of the day is people who buy cars that they can't really afford, but pretend they afford, so they don't do what they are supposed to do with said cars. Right? Mauricio? Yes. I... What do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I've thought about this. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos today, just randomly. I mean, I already told you about this, Chris, but the uh, the Ken blog, Jim Kahana, Jim Kahana, however you pronounce that series, and it's just a lot of, like, drifting and off-road type-ish stuff. Not so much off-road, but mm-hmm. more drifting type stuff. You know, obviously, yeah. like he's he's using rally cars. Um, so obviously those are modded. But like it makes you wonder, like there's plenty of cars, though, that are just like track ready or close to track ready or off road capable that you could just do f- have fun with. But then people buy them and then don't do any of that stuff. I know. Sorry. Quick tangent. I want a rally car so bad. Like, have you seen those the classic 911s that people build into rally cars? Yeah. <laughs> so cool it's so awesome i love those i just yeah. i really like rally racing just like to continue on that tangent real quick because like it's not just it's not just like it's not regular track racing and it's not just like off-road stunts it's it's everything yeah. and it's amazing yeah it's the perfect storm and it seems way more challenging like because you have to navigate like it's not just like oh here's a track spin around a few times you're done you know you you're actually like going through the forest and on dirt roads and you have a navigator and you're drifting all the corners and you're climbing mountains right it's a pioneering spirit it really is it's it's some amazing stuff but um yeah but yeah no that my my main thing though that i think i see that where people buy expensive or not even doesn't even have to be expensive but just cars that people buy like jeeps for example like jeeps aren't necessarily the cheapest car like new ones anyway um, mm-hmm. but they're also not terribly expensive and right. unless you're buying, I mean, I don't even know if there's a Jeep that isn't like off-road ready, but I mean, most, I feel like most Jeeps are or to some degree. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely more that kind of consumer type where, it, you know, not like a Wrangler, but the, the other models where you can still off-road them, but they're not really made as much for crazy off-roading, but I think they all are at least halfway decent off-road right exactly you can you can at least go on the dirt road like with my car it's a small uh, what do you call it compact car i think is what it is is the name of it it's a a koenigsegg is not called a compact car it's called a hyper car <laughs> thank you um no but my car i mean is a it's a chevy cruise you know it's a it's a regular 
you know, it's a regular car, daily driver, you know, get taking that on a dirt road would scare me. You know, it's front wheel drive. It's not very powerful. Um, I was trying to help you out there. I, 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 was, I was trying to I was trying to help the listeners believe that you had a Koenigsegg. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would be. It really would. See, but like if I had one of those, I would fully take that on like a drag strip or a freaking whatever. Because the Koenigseggs or the Bugattis, I mean, those are meant for like more than anything else, straight line racing. Right. So but like I would do that. Also, I don't know if I would have that as a daily driver. (laughs) Heck no. (laughs) I would get something where, you know, there's more than one mechanic in the world for it for a daily driver. (laughs) Right. Like maybe like a Ferrari. Yeah, that's a good daily driver. Reliable, inexpensive, fuel efficient. And there's more than one mechanic. There is more than one. There's at least four. Yes. Yes. There are at least four. Right. Maybe a Ferrari La Ferrari. Yeah, that's a great daily driver. And hey, it's a it's a hybrid. So it's basically like an Italian Prius. (laughs) You know, what's funny is the first time I saw that was on that show GT Grand Tour on Amazon. Mm. And when they said it was a hybrid, I was like, why does Ferrari make a hybrid? (laughs) And then I understood why. And. For people who don't power. know, right, exactly. As our friends at Donut Media say, Mopow. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah, James Pumphrey is actually a close friend of ours. Yeah, hella close. Yeah, super close. I mean, we talk a lot. I mean, mostly he does the talking and we do the listening um, multiple times a week. But, but man, we're tight. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you, Chris, for example, you have a car that's um, you definitely get the full use out of. I do. It's a Ford Explorer Sport, and um, contrary to popular belief, it does not do well in mud. Um, I found that out as I was sliding backwards down a hill, (laughs) (laughs) completely out of control. That was kind of scary. But But I don't. I think that has. Sorry, I was going to say. Would it have to do with with your tires? This is terrible. But would it have to do with your tires? The tire type you have as to why you. Yes. Yeah. Right. That was what I was going to say, but then we cut each other off like 14 times. Maybe we should FaceTime. All right. Here. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be really loud and obnoxious. There we go. Great. Great. Now we can talk to each other like normal human beings. That's right. As long as my internet works. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but what I was going to say is, yeah, I mean, I... I, I I don't think that it has so much to do with like a lack of power or all uh, all wheel drive capability. I think it's just the fact that it has street sport tires on it, which just historically don't do well on mud. They're pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. They they and especially because they what little grooves they did have got filled with mud. So basically the tires just were caked in this soft layer of mud so it was there wasn't even rubber touching the mud. It was mud on mud. Just it was like a slip and slide. Right. Do they make but, um, do they make like knobbies that aren't, you know, big knobbies like like a hybrid of a of a street off road type thing. So you could do some light off roading type stuff. Yeah, they do. The main reason why I haven't gotten them is because when it's dry, the tires that I have do fine. And uh, like you would I would have to sacrifice some serious comfort to put those on. Mm. to say nothing of the fact that my tires are practically brand new so spending a thousand dollars on new tires just doesn't seem to strike me as the best financial decision 
what with the global crisis. Yes, but when it's over, you know what you could do to make it What's really that? easy for you to go off-roading? You buy a new set of four rims with four off-roading tires, and then when you're mm-hmm. going to go off-road, you just switch out your tires. Oh, that would be efficient. It would. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a little time-consuming, but it would be efficient in my comfort. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't even take that much time if you had like a, an actual jack. They're not yeah. that expensive. If you had an actual jack. Well, I have a lift. I have a rotary lift. So. Oh, okay. Well, then that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not me, but like where I live, you know, we have we have everything. Oh, yeah. Air you do. It would be so. Yeah. Do you guys have also have the pneumatic drills or whatever? Oh, heck yeah. yeah oh, we yeah. Have it, airlines all through the building. Yeah, it's, it's sick. <laughs> you could change out your tires in, in less than half an hour. Yeah. It takes about 10 minutes. Right. Do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But that's only because we don't have, like, if I had four dudes doing it, then we could do it. <laughs> it could be like faster, a pit stop. But we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those things sound so cool. They're just so great. <laughs> Pneumatic tools are my favorite. They are. They're dope. But they're also really good at ripping bolts apart. Like when I had my Jeep. Right. Yeah. That when you overpower a rusty bolt, it's rough. Yeah. Oh. But. but I was gonna say to go, I was gonna go back to the topic at hand, but we're, if you had something else, go ahead. Oh well, yeah, no, that was all I was gonna do too. Was return us to off-roading Ford Explorers and uh, Range Rover HSEs. Yeah, well, I was gonna bring up the other car too, the the Mercedes G wagon. Oh yeah, see, that's such a good example of a completely off-road capable car that is just purely driven through mall parking lots, <laughs> and it just irks me right when i lived in la granted back then i wasn't that big in a car culture at all like zero mm-hmm. i mean i knew i liked cars but i had like zero really any knowledge of them but i always yeah. saw g-wagons like at car washes and whatever and i'm like do you like the people who own them i'm like do you ever use them also because it's la i'm pretty like critical of those people and i'm like can you even actually afford this yeah that's a really legitimate question. And the thing is that the thing that's so interesting about that, though, is the G-Wagon. I have a, a I have an opinion that it should be used for off-roading. But then I also have the opposite opinion where I'm like, no, nah, it's cool if it's not used in off-road, but still not mall parking lots because Jason Bourne. Did you freeze or are you just puzzled? I'm puzzled. Oh, well, because have you seen the Bourne Supremacy? I don't remember them very well. Oh, well, at any rate, in one of them, there's a G-Wagon involved, and it's used in a high-speed chase with guns and shooting and spies and hardcore stuff. Nice. And, like, through the streets of, I think it's Berlin. But anyway, I was like, that's epic. I would need a G-Wagon for that. And so for that, I think it's it's perfectly acceptable that they didn't actually go off-road because it just, it worked out still. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's also, I mean, it is a, a, a... A good, nice, solid, powerful car. Yes. Like, I guess with, like, with, like, a Jeep Wrangler, I mean, you really only, like, it was designed, it seems, you know, for, like, the off-road scene, whereas, like, a G-Wagon obviously was meant for a different class of citizen. Well, no, originally it wasn't. That's what's so funny. Oh, it wasn't? Well, maybe not well, no, originally, but they Germany, all seem that way. Yeah, but originally, I mean, Mercedes is very much like just an ordinary car brand in Germany. Like they have their nice cars, but like police cars are generally all Mercedes. Taxis are Mercedes. They're just a general every man's car brand. Right. 
And then when you get into the upper classes of models and AMG and all that, that's when it gets to be like, oh, they're also a luxury brand. Right. But, well, it's true because like like in the U.S., it makes sense for them since they have to import them, for example. Right. So like they're not going to import their economy cars because then it's not worth the hassle and the money or whatever, I assume. Right. I mean, now they are doing that with the A-Class and the CLA and GLA and Oh, OK, stuff, sure. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. The new A220. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say basically like a go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the A220 is basically like Mercedes's version of a Toyota Corolla. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's nice looking and all that, but it's not like a high end car necessarily. Right. But like if you're in the US, if you're driving that, I mean, you get the badge, whereas like maybe in Germany, it's like it's like the Corolla. Is that kind of how you look at it? Yeah. Makes sense. Because I was also going to say like about that, like when I was in England, I was in England for a month and a lot of the trucks there, like the, you know, the, the, the tractor trailer ones, a lot of them were mm-hmm. Mercedes. A lot of like the mm-hmm. regular buses were Mercedes. And, yeah. and that blew my mind because I was like, wait, yeah. like how can just like a regular like why don't they just buy like Mack truck or something? like that? You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it is. That's what it, it's it, it. It's like Mack truck, but right. it's just. In Europe, yeah, right. You just don't import them, right? No, and I got that later, like way later, because for the longest <laughs> time, I just thought the British were like stuck up and were like, "Oh, we only drive Mercedes." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and Aston Martin lorries. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Minis, mini semis. That'd be funny. That'd just be ironic. <laughs> <laughs> to John Cooper works uh, semi truck. that'd be funny but that's that's another good example i mean like when you get into like i'm not so sure about john cooper works mini coopers but like uh focus rs's um golf Mm -hmm. r's i mean those are built for you know their class of you know power and and, and, and some kind of racing and whatever and so like yeah like if i ever bought one i would i would fully want to go and like actually try to use it you know what i mean not just like not just like i mean it is fun to rip through the mountains um Mm -hmm. like similar to like when you have like a motorcycle but Mm -hmm. there's something to be said about track days which i haven't done but i would kill to do well hopefully not me right maybe (laughs) yeah this conversation is being recorded well, that's been. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Gotta gotta get out to a non-extradition country. <laughs> Venezuela, here I come, baby. Woo! Oh yeah, we don't have an extradition treaty with Venezuela. I I would think not, considering mm. how much the president of that country hates the U.S. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's actually like in a lot of shows and stuff. I mean, this is kind of getting off topic now, but like in a lot of shows and stuff, people will mention Venezuela. For mm-hmm. either like its corruptness or because mm-hmm. you can go there and not be extradited back to the U.S. Oh, wow. So like there, there's this one show called House of Cards, which I really loved. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously pre blow up of the main actor and yeah. whatever. But despite that, it was still a good show. But my, the, the, the whole point really isn't about the show itself or the actor. It's in one of the sections of the show, this hacker guy, he leaves the U.S. and goes to Venezuela to, to hide there because you know, it's Venezuela. They're not, they're not going to, yeah, the, they're not going to listen to the U S to kick him back. So anyway, mm. so it's, it's definitely like a, like a thing. That makes sense. 
You know, and I think a good rule of thumb just with cars, you know, to go back to the whole people who get cars, but they can't really afford to use them for what they're worth. I think a good rule of thumb is if you're going to get a car, you have to ask yourself, can I actually afford to drive this car the way it was meant to be driven? Or can I only afford to drive it to the mall and back, you know? And so if you're getting a Range Rover, like you should be able to off-road your Range Rover and not care. Right. You know, if you're like, oh, I can't because it's so expensive, then clearly it's too expensive for you. Right. You know, because no one off-roading a Jeep is going, oh, I can't. It's too expensive. Like they bought a Jeep to off-road it if that's what they're doing with it. And the same should be able to be said for Range Rover owners. But unfortunately, it is not the truth. Right. At this point in time. But I think I think maybe with Range Rover, too, though, it's people it's people trying to get an SUV, a, a higher end SUV, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I feel like I would get something more reliable if that was why I wanted one. Right. That's sorry. That was some serious shade <laughs> to Range Rover. And I I take it back. We would love for you to sponsor us and we'll say really good things about the reliability <laughs> of Range Rovers. But <laughs> Ooh, this is a little awkward. <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> while i'm not being paid to say anything yeah they're not that reliable <laughs> but but it's okay because not a lot of european luxury brands are let's just be realistic right because you're you're making sacrifices right if you go in the direction of power and performance you're gonna sacrifice reliability right if you go in the direction of reliability you're going to sacrifice performance and that it's a mechanical thing it's not necessarily like oh why can't they just make it also last long it's like yeah well if you're pushing an engine more to its limit it's just physically going to be less reliable right uh so there's that you know it's not that's not any shade on any particular brand but then what about buying a bmw but then what about like when you get to like electric like performance electric like Tesla Roadster? Sure, a Roadster or even these, like obviously a lot of auto manufacturers now are getting into the electric game in a big way with, with um, nicer, better electric cars versus just like, um, I don't know, like whatever's out there now. I can't even really think of electric cars that are made by, like the Nissan Leaf. Like that's a consumer, Ugh. I mean, it's ugly. No offense. Well, maybe offense. I don't know. Maybe anyway. no, a little bit of offense. I, n- no shame. Right. There's a lot of offense, yeah. and we mean it. And right. Well, that said, that the, the redesigned Nissan Leaf is a hell of a lot better than the old one. I it wouldn't buy better. it, but I would just, I just, I struggle to picture the type of human that walks into a dealership and goes, "Hmm, that one. I'll take <laughs> that one," and points to a Nissan Leaf. Right. I just. I have a really hard time thinking that I would like that person. Right. Or like even the BMW i3. Oh, God. It's It's brutal. But at least that, the thing about the i3 is it's pretty horrible. But at least it's like so bad that it's almost okay. Right. It's definitely looks, it definitely looks way better than the Leaf. Yes. If it wasn't a BMW, I would be like, that's a cool looking electric future looking car. Right. But because it's a BMW, I'm like, wait, what? This makes no sense. I'm confused. I don't understand. Right. Yeah. When it came out, I was like, why would you do this? Yeah. Doing a double take. You look at the i3, then the i8, then the i3, then the i8, then the i3, then the i8, and your brain just explodes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, but but so so back back to that, though. So what do you think about like the performance versions of, of, of cars that are starting to come out that are full electric? 
as far as reliability anyway inherent reliability should be a lot stronger just because you have less moving parts right there's just less that can go wrong that said based on the number of times my iphone glitches or does something weird i get a little bit scared yeah not for you know i mean generally iphones last long like outside of the battery thing that's been covered in the press but but generally they last long right if you have a 10 year old iphone it's still going to work the screen's going to work you can still do all the things so i think longevity is there but it glitches and and i think that with electronics you have it's easier to make it glitch like if you have an en- a gasoline engine running and it's just metal lubricated with oil on metal going boom 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 and there's physical mechanical explosions happening it's pretty hard to interrupt that and make something go wrong whereas you know you'd have to have like a valve blow or something like that versus with an electronic device something as simple as the wrong sort of interference can cause it to freak out and so when you have Mm, an electric car that's completely controlled by a computer uh, you know, but that said, most modern cars are already controlled by ECUs that are just computers anyway. So I don't know. Who am I kidding? I'm not a car manufacturer. I'm right. just a car driver. Yeah. Who likes driving nice cars? I like driving nice cars. I also like driving not nice cars. Like what? Like, I'm a big fan of driving Rolls Royces. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, a used Rolls that- Royce, that is. No, brand new Rolls Royce. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Uh, no, I like we have this where I work. We have this Honda little Japanese mini truck like it's oh, like two. I know the one, you know, you know that thing. Yeah. 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 So it's like it it basically looks like someone took a pickup truck and put it in a shrink ray machine and then made it be like a little diesel thing. Anyway, that thing's just fun. It's a, you know, manual left-hand drive yeah little micro truck and it's just a blast and the exhaust fell off so now it sounds like a race car oh does it oh, <laughs> it so does tight. it's insane it's like <laughs> it's so slow though <laughs> well i mean it's zippy because it's so light no but i know not, i mean but it like, doesn't go fast like top speed right no i know like you, you can pick up yeah. pretty quickly and it's fun because it's like you said yeah. it's it's manual i've driven this thing that chris is talking about it's 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 this yeah. just what he said it's just it's just fun the first time i drove it though i know i knew how to drive stick but when i got into drive it i was like wait hold on i gotta relearn this because this is it's on the wrong side yeah so i was just glad that the clutch is still on the right side that would have messed with my head or yeah. left side but you know what i mean the yeah it's side. the the the, yeah. the feet position's all the same it's just the your the driver's seat physically is on the right side of the car versus the left side so your your yeah. your um the knob what's it called i'm going yeah blank. shifter the shifter is on your left hand versus your right hand so just but once you drive it a couple times i mean it's like no big deal because for a long time i always thought like god if i went to england for example where they drive on the wrong mm-hmm. side of the road no offense or to our british listeners or any other country who drives on the wrong side anyway yeah i always thought like i would i would just get screwed like i would crash i would die like it'd just be the end of it but <laughs> no but like seriously because i'm like everything's backwards that's but, true but in reality all the switches the pedals everything is exactly the same the only difference is is that Obviously, besides being on the other side of the car, is that like if you're driving a manual, the shifter is on your left hand versus your right hand, but everything else is still the same. Right. 
So it's actually not yeah. that difficult. What's going to mess you up if you go there or whatever is going to be where you are on the road physically, how you drive physically versus yes. the dr- mechanics of driving. The amount of times I freaked out making a right-hand turn when I was driving in the Bahamas was – I can't even count how many times. Because you, you're you on the wrong side of the road and so when you're making a right turn, you're actually crossing traffic lanes. Right. Like a left-hand turn this, there is like, like a doing a right-hand right here. Turn here. Yeah. And right. so – but it's like you don't think about that until you're like, ah, cars! <laughs> it's just – it's terrifying. Uh, so – Anyway, that's a little a little lesson to get used to is when you're turning right in England or the Bahamas or Australia or any other place that England took over and made to drive the way they drive, watch your right turns. <laughs> yeah. And now, moving on, I have a question from Mauricio. Mm. And the question is, can you live off grass? <laughs> um... I don't know. I mean, I suppose if you could eat it. Well, I don't know. sounds terrible. Here is uh, the answer from Google. <laughs> in principle, people can eat grass. It is non-toxic and edible. As a practical food source, however, your lawn leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Forgive the pun. There are two main problems with a grass diet. The first is that human stomachs have difficulty digesting raw leaves and grasses. And then it goes on, but it cuts off. That So that little snippet was the first answer. Okay. So that question is funny. Seems like a valid thing that you would ask. But then when you start to scroll down, you get this thing where it says people also ask. And then it lists <laughs> questions and answers to them. Let's just read a few of the questions. Next question is, can humans survive on eating grass? Then, can you live off leaves? Then, what happens when you eat grass? Then, can humans get protein from grass? Then, can humans eat poop? <laughs> what? That took a turn south. That progressed quickly. <laughs> Zero to 100 that, that real went... quick. Oh, Jesus Christ. And just for fun. Oh, Keep going down. What else do we I get? I shouldn't have clicked on that. <laughs> what'd well, you get okay apparently eating poop is quote minimally toxic unquote how <laughs> it's literally the stuff your body was like hey you know i'm good i don't need this yeah well it's it's just minimally toxic because there's natural bacteria commonly found in the intestines while these bacteria don't harm you when they're in your intestines they're not meant to be ingested in your mouth and then it's cut off next one <laughs> Why do dogs eat grass? Can we eat leaves from trees? What do you do when you can't eat? What to eat when you can't eat? What to eat when you don't have an appetite? Why am I hungry but don't want to eat? Can I eat my boogers? Why does my poop smell so bad? What happens if you get poop in your mouth? Can humans eat dog food? How can you how long can you survive without food? Can humans eat acorns? Do humans need meat to survive? What protein can I eat instead of meat? Do humans need to eat meat? Do vegans get cancer? Do humans need milk? Can humans live without meat? Is peanut butter a complete protein? Are eggs healthier than meat? How do you get protein if you don't eat meat? Are humans only meant to eat plants? Why should we not eat meat? Why do humans need meat? <laughs> I'm <laughs> I can't. The next one is so bad. (laughs) 
I'm not gonna read it. It's so oh, bad. You have to. I can't. Because of the way that I laughed at it, I can't because it would be insensitive to our listeners. Oh, I got <laughs> it. so funny, though. Text it to me. Another question, though, is uh, that also popped up was how to stop eating dirt. <laughs> 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 Which... I just have to imagine that there were at least a few thousand people that Googled this for it to be a question like people also ask. Right. (laughs) And the answer is, if you're getting enough of the vitamins you need, the cravings might go away. Use positive reinforcement. A system of rewards for not eating dirt can also help some people deal with pica cravings. You're just going down a A tendency. Oh, Pika is a tendency or craving to eat substances other than normal food, such as clay, plaster, or ashes. Wow. Okay? Being rewarded for choosing a food item can help reduce your desire to eat dirt. So, Mauricio, I know this has been something that you've been struggling with, and I'm really happy that we could bring it up in a safe place where we can just talk about it without any judgment, where, you know, now you know how to stop eating dirt. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh man when uh, you start to explore the internet you you really realize that there is nothing that you can imagine in terms of what could be going on with a person that does not exist in the world and hasn't been googled it's true you know it's funny you mentioned just that like because in a broader topic whatever it's like you know, sometimes I might be at home and I'm like bored, right? And I'm like, I don't like people are like, oh, just go on Google or whatever. And I'm like, what am I going to Google? And then then there's things like this where you could just keep going down yeah. like the w- other things people ask or like Reddit. Like I haven't really explored Reddit oh, all that man. much, but like you can get into some serious like spend. You can spend a lot of time on there and learn. Yes, you can. A lot of stuff. Well, maybe learn. Well, you'll definitely learn something. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just got really concerned for humanity. What What did you see? And someone's future child. Oh God, what was asked? One of the One of the people also asked on that thread is, "Does eating soil affect your womb?" Jesus, what? Oh my God, people. Jeez, Louise. People are interesting. Anyway, yeah. So apparently. Apparently, eating dirt is a thing, a lot more popular than we thought it was, because there's a lot of eating dirt questions. Um, But yeah, so anyway, in answer to the listener question, no, you shouldn't eat grass. And you're going to correct me and say, well, no, listener, ask that question. And I will counter with, how do you know? (laughs) Exactly. Because our audience is growing. It is. And it's a diverse audience of mostly people living in America. So, in what age range? I think it was eighteen to twenty-two. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, for all we know, someone in that age bracket was like, "Man, I really want to eat some of this fresh mowed lawn today." Well, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. That's also the same age bracket that heavily participated in a little-known thing called the. Uh, Tide Pod Challenge. That's true. And if you're going to eat Tide Pods, I guarantee you you're going to eat dirt. Yep. And grass. And I bet you the dirt and grass is a hell of a lot better for you than the Tide Pod. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wonder because so you know how there was the Tide Pod Challenge? Yeah. But oh, man, I was just I was looking at these just yesterday 
there's another brand that also makes pods. They're not tied. What's the other kind of big laundry detergent brand? Oh, God. I don't know. Well, that just goes to show that Tide has dominated the marketplace. Right. But anyway, there's a different brand, and I I was looking at them, and I was like, wow, I wonder if someone that wanted to participate in the Tide Pod Challenge went to their laundry room, looked you know, above their laundry machine or washing machine, pulled out the off-brand pods, and just thought, dang it, I can't participate because <laughs> I don't have genuine Tide Pods. <laughs> you know, I bet you it was a thing. I bet you're yeah, right. It had to be. It had to be. I, like the likeliness of it is is it, it for sure happened. Yeah. And just in case any of our listeners don't know what we're talking about and are like, wait, you can eat Tide Pods? No, you cannot <laughs> eat Tide Pods. It will be absolutely hazardous to your health. Do not try it at home. Seek healthcare provider services if you did indeed ingest laundry detergent but under no circumstances do we recommend for you to do so eat it is what we're yeah we recommend you see healthcare if you need it yeah exactly i hope that's clear hey so that's why i'm not a lawyer speaking of challenges apparently there was one with involving cinnamon just like like a spoonful of cinnamon oh yeah yeah so i didn't know that was like a thing on the internet right yeah and so friend I was like this party. Uh, I forget who I was with, but I was at this party, and, and this group of people were like, "Hey, we'll give you a hundred dollars if you can fully di- like eat and swallow this spoonful of cinnamon." And I was like, "Well, I mean, it's a hundred bucks. Like, I'll give it a shot. Might as well, right?" But I didn't know like, it was like an oh, internet. Ch- I had no idea it was an internet challenge. And so I mm-hmm. try, and it, anyway, it all just goes. It goes south. I'm like choking. I can't. I can barely breathe. It was terrible. I mean, it was easy enough to handle. Just drink some water, and it was fine. Because like, what happens mm-hmm. with the cinnamon? It just it just sucks up all the liquid in your all the moisture in your mouth and your throat. Oh, wow. So if you you just drink some water, and it it's fine. Wow. But it was like <laughs> anyway, they filmed it, and I was like this whole thing, and it was it was actually hilarious. But they fully tricked me into doing it. And I was like, but ever since that moment, every time I hear anything involving a challenge, I'm very skeptical. Yeah. And then there's things like when you hear Tide Pod Challenge, you already know right off the bat that just sounds like a horrible idea. Yeah, it does. I mean, it sounds like an absolutely terrible idea, but people still did it. Just like planking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a thing for a surprisingly long time. You know what's funny? What's that? I didn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not the most internet, social media, whatever savvy, keeping up with the times person, at least mm-hmm. not up until somewhat recently. Like I'm definitely mm-hmm. a lot more savvy on these things now than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And so, but I just learned about the planking thing. From mm. watching The Office, because in The Office, oh, wow. in the show The Office, there was like this whole planking challenge thing. And I was yeah. like, and so I turned to Barbara, you know, this show's from like over 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I was like, wait, was this an actual thing in society? And she's like, oh, yeah, people were planking in like parking lots, near fountains, on buildings, just like random things that like, you know, like wherever. And it was like super dangerous. And I was like, wow, that's. That's amazing. Leave it to humanity to think of challenges. These are going on Twitter, Chris. Yeah. What? What? Chris was making a lot of Did, faces no. and I took some screenshots and no. now they're going on Twitter. 
No. <laughs> nope. I have I have editorial review. <laughs> I'm just messing. It was it's just for our listeners. Maybe we'll put them la- out later, you know, like 10 years from now. Yeah, maybe never. As a throwback for our listeners, you know. I think FaceTiming you was a bad idea. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It's pretty terrible. All right. Well, I can't think of a single thing in my life that was a worse decision than FaceTiming you wow. tonight. Well, there's and things I, I want to say. I, there's things I want to say as a rebuttal, but I don't want to mm-hmm. say them and then have them end up on the podcast. So I'm just going to let you have this win. Great. <laughs> I'm really. What? I kept you, scrolling. I kept scrolling. Eating yeah. dirt can be good for the belly, researchers find. What? Oh, my God. I oh. can't. Jesus. Just uh, people. Just, what? No, it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. Searches related to how to stop eating dirt. Because now I, I just made that as a separate Google tab because I wanted an actual answer. Mm-hmm. And then there's where to buy dirt to eat. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> what? Uh, people, just, just buy some vegetables. Get some spinach, some carrots, some broccoli. You know, some meats. Eat mushrooms. They taste like dirt. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I almost, I never like mushrooms. There's a couple ways I like mushrooms, like mixed in with other vegetables if they're fresh, and that's about it. Otherwise, mm. you're right. They taste like, ugh. Yeah. They don't taste that good. Nope. This is me in my studio. Yep. I'm showing Mauricio my epic, epic closet studio. It's amazing. Yeah. You know when you record sitting on the ground with absolutely no back support hunched over your computer? It gets pretty painful after a while. Does it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I know this. our listeners aren't going to really see this, but um, I mean, that's my setup. Yeah. You have a nice setup. Yeah. It's not very expensive. Just FYI. Yeah. I'm. It's less about the expense and more so about the fact that anywhere where I could possibly get equipment right now is closed or has unbelievably long shipping times. Mm, makes sense. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you have it. Now you know how to stop eating dirt. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is just terrible. Just always trying to provide value to our listeners. You know, even when we don't have Shane here, we just want to make sure that people know that we care for them. Absolutely. And, you know, in 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 later episodes, we will have Shane back Mm -hmm. because he cares about us. And he replied to our texts today. Unlike the ones on Friday where he ignored them. Right. What are you doing? I had to sneeze. There's. Oh, I'm going to be okay. Okay. Anyway. Um, well, this is, um, this has been great. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Yeah. Special Thanks guest for joining star. us, Mauricio. Special guest. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, this has been, I was going to say the rabbit hole, but just kidding. This has been the rest period. No, this has been rest period. You should do the outro. That's right. No, the. And this state mandated, federally regulated rest period has been brought to you by Tesla. Thank you for sponsoring us. I look forward to getting my new yeah. Model X. Me too. And my Cybertruck. Oh, yeah. Super pumped. Honestly. These statements have not been endorsed by Tesla Motors Incorporated <laughs> or any of its affiliates. <laughs> Elon yeah. Musk is a fan, we hope. But we can't say for sure. Exactly. You know, but ever since ever since that episode, I've been thinking more and more about the Cybertruck. And mm-hmm. honestly, I want it now. 
And on that bombshell, good night. Good night.